Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We are live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. 
So if you're watching it, please comment and be a part of it. We haven't done live in quite some time, but we are live today. We're going to talk about <laughs> the transfer portal is now actually the wild, wild west. We have hinted at it. We have discussed it. People have also discussed it outside of the show, how it's going to be the wild, wild west. But with what the NCAA has come on said during the media days this weekend and past week, it is now literally going to be the wild, wild west. So we are going to talk about all of that. Um, Transfer Portal is now the wild, wild west. Um, so if you're watching for the first time live or after it comes out, please hit the like button and the subscribe button. Um, the podcast can be found anywhere you find it. So follow it, rate it on iTunes, Apple. It goes a long way. Check out the Belly Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Check out all the other blogs, podcast stuff out there. There's stuff out there, not just sports, but there's other things out there for everybody. So go check all of that out. Uh, be greatly appreciated. Um, so let's get into Transfer Portal, NAIL. We've really talked about this is going to be the Wild Wild West. You watch it with Will Smith or anything like that, the Wild Wild West. That's what's going to happen. The NCAA came out, and they are going to pass where kids, these athletes, can now transfer anytime they want. Anytime they want. The title of the article was The Transfer Portal is about to get even wilder with the NCAA allowing players to transfer multiple times. So they could essentially, if they get recruited to a school, they could play for four different schools in four years. They get redshirted, it could possibly be five. During this next month, they are going to pass where they can now transfer multiple times. Back in the day, it used to be you couldn't transfer until the head coach approved it, which gave too much power to the coach because if you don't, if you want to transfer to a school in the conference, they don't want that. No coach wants that. But then when COVID comes along and they're entering this transfer portal stuff, well, it just made sense, you know, with everything going on to maybe allow them to transfer and then transfer one more time. If they do transfer again, they're able to sit out. Or if they transfer and they end up sitting out, that's what the rule was. Now, they're going to go transfer whenever they want however many times they want. We are now inching towards this actually being the wild, wild west. Um, it's expected to be around August 3rd. And some quotes that came from this during SEC Media Day, Coach Josh Heupel even said, surprised at that, absolutely surprised at that. Um, I think it only heightens the craziness into the transfer portal because we're going to be all over the place here talking about this today with the transfer portal, NIL money, Um I said this a long time ago. The NCAA is laughing. They are laughing at the craziness that is going on because there is no leadership. There's no leadership at the NCAA level. There's barely any leadership in the conferences. The only one that you could say has leadership in their conference is the SEC. I don't want to hear about the Big Ten because we know how that works. But the Big Ten has better leadership than the NCAA from the outside looking in. Now, it could be totally wrong. But they are laughing, and I said they'd be laughing from the get-go. Because they have always said, don't pay players. They're, they're student-athletes, they're amateurs. They don't need to be paid. If they get scholarships, that's their pay to go to school because the scholarship itself, if you go to a big-time school, is probably just the school itself, probably $100,000. So they're essentially getting paid $100,000 over a period of four years, maybe five years, to play football or to play basketball, some other sport. On top of that, they get gear, they get clothes. So that that's 
getting paid as well. On top of that, they get food, they get everything else. And now they start to get stipends where each month they get some money and part of their scholarship part. So they essentially said they are getting paid. But when you look at how much coaches make, rightfully so, and we'll talk about why coaches probably deserve a lot of this money as we continue on with this craziness. See if you can't pinpoint why they they deserve this money. That's what they think. And so when the Supreme Court and the federal government got involved and said, hey, you know, name, image, and likeness, um, they deserve to be paid. They deserve to get money for what they do. If you're going to sell, you know, way back, we talked about it, way back in NCAA basketball days, hey, that looks like like me on the video game, but I don't get paid for that. That's why we haven't seen an NCAA game for a while because wouldn't you be mad if you were on a game and you got didn't get any money from that? But it was illegal to pay him. So now things that were illegal are now becoming legal with the NIL deal. Now why we'll get to why the NIL has something to do with the transfer portal becoming the Wild Wild West here in a second, but just bear with me. So this NIL stuff where they get to be paid. I see no issues with college players getting paid. Football players, basketball players, softball players, volleyball players. I don't care if they do it the right way. If a business comes up and says, hey, I'm going to give you $10,000 to star in this commercial. Then you'll get so much money per time it airs, how many views it gets, how long it stays. Cool. Hey, I'm going to give you $1,000 here just to come sign some autographs. Cool. They're going to take that. I see nothing wrong with it. I see nothing wrong with that because... If someone came up to you and said, hey, do you want to come be on a commercial? Hey, do you want to be on the show? We'll pay you a couple hundreds of dollars. You would say yes. So what's the difference between the, those players doing that? But the NCAA, they never wanted to pay players. And so when this happened, there's no regulations on NAIL besides you're not allowed to use it in recruiting, but you know it's going to happen. It's already happened. How many things have we seen already where coaches are getting at each other? Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban is just a prime, a little bit of example. Coach Lane Kiffin has had comments. Other coaches had comments. Mike Leach said this years ago. You're going to change it into free agency and the pros is what this is going to happen if there's no regulations. Some college coaches that I have the privilege of asking, some will be episodes I've talked to previously will be released. They think it's great. They think it's great that the players get to be paid. It adds more headaches for the coaches but there's people in that building that help them work that through. And we'll and bear with me. All this income comes circling back around and some things that people don't think about when we get to coaches and all this works. So, NAIL. Why does this matter? So let's just talk about exactly what goes on in, in AIL. Obviously, it's name, image, and likeness. Players can accept money from a business. In exchange of them doing products or advertisements, can also promote themselves and other companies and public appearances. So... If someone says, hey, you want to do a podcast and they get paid to do the podcast, cool, they can. Different things like that. The Supreme Court came down early in 2021 to do so. But with no regulations, it's going to be the Wild Wild West and NIL. And we, we said that from the get-go. NCAA is laughing because they still don't think players should be paid. So they're laughing, saying, this is what you wanted. Look what happens. That's why they're laughing. So then you have these businesses and do everything else. Well, then colleges have to start making a thing called a collective. And you've heard Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban talk about collective. You've heard, you know, Jimbo Fisher says he doesn't do much with the collective. He doesn't want to know what's going on with it. So what is a name, image, and likeness collective? 
A collective is a company usually established by wealthy alumni at schools that collects financial resources and directs them to athletes for the right to use their name, image, and likeness. Collectives help facilitate name, image, and likeness deals for athletes, but are not operated by universities or their athletic departments. So, university doesn't control it, but it's through the school, quote-unquote, when you've got alumni that have businesses or have made a lot of money. Booster involvement in recruiting has always been against the rules, and the NCAA is stepping up its enforcement of that rule to include any potential name image likeness violations that may involve boosters using collectives to lure recruits to their schools with the promise of big name image likeness deals. The NCAA claims they're forcing these rules, but you've heard coaches talk about saying, well, they're not really doing that. They're not really looking into this. So, again, they're laughing. They're saying, you wanted them to be paid. Look what happens when you decide to pay players. This is what happens. So this collective is, these alumni get together and say, we've got to figure out how to get players here and then make sure they have name image likeness. You're not supposed to use that collective in recruiting. You're not supposed to sit there and say, we're going to give you X amount of money to be recruited there in your pitch. But what can happen is they can look at what you've done for your school and they know these boosters can reach out to these kids and they know there's nobody looking at this. So how do players make money? Well, a number of ways. You know, they can sell merchandise, they can operate ad campaigns, they can deliver speeches, they can arrange autograph signings, they can, you know, they can even start their own business. Okay. But here's another issue that comes along with this. There's no agents for these kids. You'd have to go out and hire an agent now. So now agents, instead of looking at professional athletes, are going to look at college athletes. So now we're getting into this whole other spectrum. Okay. What does this have to do with the transfer portal when this name, image, and likeness thing is still running rampant? Now, if now kids enter the transfer portal, they don't like where they are, they're going to enter the transfer portal in hopes to go to this other school. They go to this other school to hope that they're going to make more money. Even though the school is not supposed to use this collective to go to this athlete and say, you're going to get this amount of money if you come to this school. You can't tell me that alumni out there don't go to those guys and say, hey, we give these kids these deals. Imagine what you're going to get if you go to this school. There's loopholes around this. So now... You've now opened that up. Well, they could transfer one time, then the second time they've got to sit out for a year, so they really think about it when they get into that transfer portal. Now that you, the NCAA is continuing to laugh at this, they're going to continue to sit there and say, you asked for this, so let's ramp it up and be even more crazy. They're going to allow kids to transfer as many times as they want. So kid starts at school A, doesn't like it, sees at another school they get more money, maybe gets told by alumni they get a little bit more money, so he goes to school A, Enter his transfer portal, go to school B. Well, at school B, even though he's getting money, maybe he's not playing a lot. Maybe he's not doing this. He knows he can get maybe similar amount of money and go to this other school, and maybe he'll play. So then he goes from school B to school C. Well, he gets to school C, still makes the money, but then the coach leaves. Something like that. Doesn't like the new coach that comes in. Well, then he goes from C 
And he goes, well, I'm going to transfer again. Goes from C to D. Now he'll transfer to that school, and now he's done. Now he's got a finished career there. If he gets hurt, it's over and everything else. So this opens up a lot of things outside of money. But when you look at money, you look at this transfer portal, now it's going to run rampant in this transfer portal. There are still hundreds, if not a thousand athletes in the transfer portal that don't have a place to play. So is this transfer portal really going to be that great for athletes? Now, let's talk about both sides of this. Transfer portal is there to help those kids with the situation I just said when they got to school C. If you get you get recruited by a coach, the whole staff, the head coach, your position coach, whoever, and you get recruited, you like the school, but you also know you're going to buy into what that coach is doing. Okay. Well, this comes from coaches can just up and leave almost pretty much when they want. Yes, there's buyouts and contracts. They may have to pay back the school. They're not going to get the money if they leave and, and void this contract, everything else. College football coaches, head coaches at the elite levels have some of the best agents in the world. The amount of money that they can get out of their contracts is huge. But this stems from coaches can leave and not honor their contracts all the time because a job opens up that they want. If you're a head coach at a smaller Division One, and you're, you sign a contract for four years. Well, after year two, another big, a big-time school opens up, and they're going to pay you way more money, and you want to be this big-time Division One coach. It's hard for you to sit there and say no to that other program because you're going to sit there and say, well, it helps your career. It gives you more resources when you move from said smaller school to bigger school. And it makes your family, it's going to help your family out because now you're going to make a little bit more money. So now maybe you have money for your kids to go to college and their kids to go to college because you've made enough money. There's really nothing wrong with that. But then to sit there and tell these kids, well, I can jump around, you know, boom, boom, boom. You have to stay the whole scholarship. So you sign that piece of paper for scholarship. Each year it gets looked at. You keep signing it. Well, what's to tell that kid, well, my head coach just jumped ship. I came to the school because I liked the school, but I also liked the head coach. Or my offensive coordinator, my position coach, got a, a big-time head coaching job or just a, a head coaching job in general. Yeah, I'll enter the transfer portal if that coach says, yeah, I have scholarships, and you would think if you enter the transfer portal, they would recruit you to come there. That's a part of it, and that makes total sense. But here's the other problems. A lot of problems go into this, and things that I can't fix, I don't think anybody will fix, but a lot goes into this. You are now telling, that's a good reason. If you're looking at good reasons to answer the transfer portal is to maybe follow your coach. And you saw that with Williams, quarterback at Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley went to USC. He enters the transfer portal and then goes to USC. Because Lincoln Riley recruited him. He loved Oklahoma, but sometimes you would rather play for that coach and say, I know the system, I know how he works, you know, he has success, why not follow him? Cool, that's where you're going to go. That, to me, is not a bad reason to enter that transfer portal if you know you're going to get a destination. Where people are going to have problems with this transfer portal is when a kid gets recruited, they get there, and they're not playing. They're not playing 
they're not getting, maybe they're not starting, or even just getting the amount of playing time that they want. Now it allows them to enter the transfer portal and try to go somewhere else because they don't feel like they should be fighting, competing for that starting job. They feel like they should already start because when kids come out of high school, they are top dog. They're that good. They are top dog. They're getting that scholarship. They are number one. They get there as a freshman year, besides a couple of players, you are no longer that guy anymore. You now have to compete. And in college, the, any college, really, not even big time, any college, there is somebody biting at your heels. If you take a playoff in practice, two plays off, that person can now step in, prove to the position coach, prove to the head coach, they're ready to go. And that's what will happen. And you could lose your spot. So you're always, you have to be on your game all the time. High school, a little different. Not all the time do you always have to be on your game. It can be, you know, you can have a bad game. And most likely that coach ain't going to take you out. So now you're giving kids a way out right from the get-go. So now they go to that school. Man, I'm not playing a lot. This coach hates me because he's yelling at me, even though correction is not criticism. Boom. Now they're going to transfer to another school. They get to that school. Well, same thing's happening. They're not playing a lot. Uh, maybe they feel like they did start, and then they you know, they screw up or they're not playing well. So another guy comes in, and they lose a starting spot. Boom, they're going to transfer. Now to some people, it's going to sound awesome. It gives them a way to go start somewhere. But then the quote-unquote old-school mentality that some coaches have and that you've heard, fight through the thing. Okay, that guy took your spot. You need to figure out a way to go get it. If you even want to continue, like, what makes you, like, how could you start if you don't have the mentality of, I'm going to take that spot? I'm going to show up and work hard every single day. And there's some kids, you know, and some players that do that, and they never get the spot back. So now you have some regulations on this name, image, and likeness. You kind of, sort of, not really, but a little bit had some on this transfer portal deal. Now, if it's really going to go the way they're saying, and you can transfer as many times as you want. I've used the phrase Wild Wild West. You've heard people way bigger than me on ESPN, Fox, and these other podcasts that says it truly is the Wild Wild West. Now it is. Now you're telling me you've got money. They can go as many times as they want. You are now creating, NCAA is allowing what they claimed they never wanted and they said could never happen, everything else, and they're pointing and laughing right now saying this is what you kind of wanted, which is not true. Now you're turning it into pros. This is now almost semi-pro football, which it kind of was for some schools. You look at Alabama's, back in the day, USC's, Clemson's, these guys at dra- Georgia, guys that are getting drafted. Like now not every Division One is that. That USFL is supposed to be like that next step. The XFL is supposed to be that next step before you take that jump to the NFL. Now, you have created this thing where kids are going to start getting agents because I don't know who looks out for the kids. Are there agents for them? I don't think they can. I think that still might be a rule somewhere where they can't have agents and everything else, which part of me says, why not? Because if they're getting paid, they can afford agents getting paid. So I'm not exactly sure how that's all going to shake out. You have just now created a minor NFL, um, you know, like a D-League, like in the NBA. You have now created this. I am all for the guys getting paid. You heard Coach Kirby Smart say this um, on a different podcast saying that he has a player 
using his money that he gets from name, image, or likeness to help pay, I think it was his dad or his mom is on chemo and dialysis and stuff. He uses that money to help pay for that stuff and get extra treatment. That's what that's for. It's for helping maybe he wants to rent and have a nicer place to live with this money. Cool. Maybe he never had a car before, so now he has this and gets a car. Cool. You know, anything like that. Maybe they the parents are struggling paying their house, and he goes, you know what? I'm getting this money. My school's paid for. I'm getting this. Let's do that. You know, I'm going to help pay for my house. That's cool. So there's good things to this NAIO stuff. There's reasonable things in this name, image, and likeness. But you're now giving even more president of when going gets tough, transfer and go find somewhere else. You hear about guys doing it in high school. Now in Illinois, don't hear that. But you heard it in California. Guys were going boom, boom, boom. If you, you know, listen to the Last Chance You stuff, um, there was a quarterback there from Independence. He played at three or four different high schools his whole career. Like, that's insane to me. You know, and so now you're showing these guys, hey, when the going gets tough, just just transfer and go somewhere else. Don't fight for it, blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't, don't grind it out and everything else. Because a lot of these kids, especially in high school, they think it's Division One or bust all the time. And for some kids, they're going to go Division One. You'll see that when they're in eighth grade freshman year. They're going to go probably play Division One. Some have to take all four years to get to that level. Some go to JUCO. Some go to Division Three, and that's fine. But you're now showing... Just enter the transfer portal. Like I said, there's always good things to everything, mostly, and bad things. I don't know how you fix it. Because you need to pull the reins on this name, image, and likeness. There has to be a way to do this. Because if the NCAA doesn't stop laughing and saying, this is what you guys wanted, we're going to allow this craziness to continue. If the NCAA doesn't do something that I talked about before, I don't think this will happen because colleges like the academic side to this, you will slowly then maybe start to see some schools break away from NCAA stuff. You can't tell me that like the whole SEC, maybe not all of them, but some of them are going to say, you know what, we're going to break away from this. We don't have to deal with NCAA rules anymore. Yes, now we can afford to do this. We can make money from our name, image, likeness from us. You can't tell me like Alabama and all of them would make money off of who they are and their name. And they would break away from the NCAA. SEC says we're going to go create our own playoff. We can still schedule Big Ten even though they're academic stuff. Kind of like NEIA. NEIA kind of does their own thing away from the NCAA. You can't tell me that eventually if this continues to get crazy, this is what's going to happen. And then... You are now putting so much more pressure on these college coaches. And I already know people say, well, look at all the money these college coaches make. They get paid. They get compensated pretty well. Well, I've got some news for you. Not all of them do for what they do. You ever heard about getting paid for what you think your time is worth? So there are Division I coaches out there that are position coaches that don't make as much money as you think they do. And remember, just because you see the number of what they make, they take home way less because of taxes. When we think about college coaches making tons of money, we're thinking of Nick Saban. We're thinking of Davo Sweeney. We're thinking of just recently Coach Kirby Smart's contract. You're thinking of Jimbo Fisher. Go around the whole Division One realm. And there's head coaches out there making not even a million dollars. There's head coaches making a million dollars, two million dollars. There's head coaches out there that might make 
$500,000. Now, to me, that's a lot of money. I would coach college football for $100,000, $200,000. But here's the thing with these college football coaches that I think some of us don't think about. The amount of time they have to work regardless. Talking about coming up with practice plans. They have to watch all this film for recruiting anyway. They have to watch their practice film. They have to game plan. So they watch every single film from that team previous year, this year. They now, with this early signing stuff and everything they've changed, they are now recruiting two or three classes ahead, if not even farther. You heard Kirby Smart talk about this. He was jokingly saying he thought about retiring, but he said after they won the championship, you know, that next day he immediately was like, oh my goodness, we have to start recruiting. And then now you're adding this transfer portal stuff into it. So now they're recruiting the next class, that second class, the third class. Well, then you got to have some coaches go on that transfer portal and talk about it. And it's constantly changing. If they're going to be able to transfer four times, boom, 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 boom. They're just going to enter. They're going to enter. Guys are going to enter. Do you have the scholarships for it? And then on top of it, you've got the NAIL stuff to worry about. you got to worry about maybe they need money. Do we want to give them money? You, got, you know, you're talking to these companies. And that's why some of these head coaches, they don't want anything to do with it. And then you got, and then he talked about it. He talked about his assistant coaches. Excuse me. Um, talked about assistant coaches saying they're they're burning the candles at both ends. Because let me ask you this: there are people out there in this world that are not college football coaches or basketball coaches. They work 10, 12 hours a day. Some work more. These college coaches, besides parts of the summer and maybe the winter, depending. They're they're still working. So I mean, list some will work from six a.m. or so, and they don't get home until ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, and they go right back into it. But I already know what you're saying. Well, they make five hundred thousand dollars. They make a million dollars. I'm going to tell you right now. I've talked to coaches. One, there's less high school coaches than there were before, and then I say that comment to some college coaches, and they even say the same thing about you're right. We are seeing less and less coaches because what this early signing period does, it makes coaches leave their job quicker like we were talking about. So then they quickly have to start recruiting. They have to get this early signing period done. Then they're recruiting two or three classes ahead, ahead. Then to recruit, you got to turn over rocks and find people. So you're looking at high school. Okay. Then junior college started to become really big. You're looking at junior college. Then some will go look at Division threes, Division twos, and say, can we go get them? Maybe it's, you know, FCS. Can we go talk to this kid? I, that, that is a thing. Now, on top of it, you add this transfer portal. Now you're going to make it where more and more kids are going to enter it, taking the quote-unquote easy way out is what's going to happen. And then you add on top of it the name, image, and likeness stuff. That is going that is going to add so much more stress, so much more stuff on the coaches because coaches just want to recruit normally. They want to coach football. They want to communicate with the high school coaches. They want it themselves want to go get better. They want to do all this stuff, and they're not going to be able to. And they have families on top of that. They get compensated well, but some of the coaches that are getting out of college are starting to say this is not worth the heartache, the stress everything else that goes on top of it. So now, the NCAA continues to laugh. It is now going to be the wild, wild west telling me they can transfer from school A to school B to school C to school D. And if you're redshirted, maybe you go to another one. 
to be able to transfer to all of them and not teaching them to fight for things and not have some type of reign on this. We're not necessarily saying they've got to sit out. If they transfer and they got to sit out for a year, I don't like that. I don't like that. They should have the ability to say, okay, and go to the school. They should only be allowed to transfer one time. One time. And the only other time they should be able to transfer, in my opinion, in my opinion, is let's say they get recruited by school A. Something happens and they want to leave. They leave. And they go to another school. And then that coach leaves. And they want to follow that coach. And they enter their transfer portal again. Maybe that's how you do it. There's got to be, um, you know, give and take here if you're going to make this the, that transfer that way. But I think ultimately they should only be able to transfer one time. One time. If that's where they go to school A and then their second year or their third year or hell, even that first year, the head coach leaves, their offense coordinator leaves, the position coach leaves, and they really went to that school because of that person and they follow him. I have no problem with that to go follow that coach. But just because they go there, because what's going to happen is they're going to go there, they're going to get told by a player or somebody, go to this school, you're going to get more money. These alumni, these boosters, these businesses, maybe won't use the coaches because they won't get in trouble. They're going to tell the player, go tell them, like, yeah, look how much money you're getting. If they came over here, whoo, we can make these commercials, we can do this, and you'd make this much money. That's going to start happening because NCAA, who has no leadership, doesn't have the conies to go do something about this, is going to let this run wild. It's just run wild. So we need to figure this out before it gets crazy. Not saying it's all bad. There's good things to this. But when there is no leadership, nobody to pull the reins back on this and just work with each other, have some type of leadership... It's going to cause issues that we're going... We can already see some of them, and it's going to continue to happen. Um, So, again, guys, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I appreciate anybody watched and or listening. Um, Follow it, rate it. Follow um, it on iTunes and Apple. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. All that good stuff. Um, You know, go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Uh, Be a part of the conversation and all that good stuff. So... Thank you guys for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve. We will see you next time.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.